This is Minutia Minutia Men Men. with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, you know I had a a big weekend. I had family over coming in from all over America. Your family. My family. uh, My my son, Johnny, we had his graduation party. Congratulations to Johnny. Yes, congratulations. And my brother came into town, and his son, Andrew, also graduated from the University of Michigan. Congratulations, well, congratulations Andrew. Uh, my cousin came in from Michigan, and mm-hmm. she brought her two uh, sons mm-hmm. who are young, like 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were I'm getting a very sound of music vibe here. Did you guys? Yeah, a lot of the German, hills were alive. <laughs> a lot of Germans in the yeah. backyard, weren't they? Well, and then they came here in my office that we're sitting yeah, in right now. Right. We record every single podcast from this where office. Where the magic is made. This yeah. is where the magic happens. Right. And I brought him in here and I showed it to him. Now this this room has got a lot of cool stuff. Oh, it's yeah. got uh, yeah. you know a Beatles posters, posters of yeah. all my books. It's got Beatles memorabilia. I've got yeah. an autographed Pete Best. Morning, uh, uh, Giron, Ringo Starr, yeah, autographed Babe Ruth. Uh, I've got a Jim Peterick guitar on the that, wall that is autographed, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so I want you to guess everything in this room. What was it that they were most impressed by? Well, you got hand sanitizer on the. Uh, I don't think that's no, it. Um, no. Really, don't think they care about your books. No, that's uh, true. Your wood shop, Rick Kempfer. Uh, that no. you made in Woodshop? No. Nope. Uh, nope. The Beer Stein? Nope. Your booze? No. Nope. The, the, the nope. stock? Uh, no. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about on the booze. <laughs> uh, I dude, can't possibly be the University of Illinois logo. The printer. <laughs> the printer for my computer. Really? Uh, yeah, like, wow, that's a big printer. <laughs> Like, yes, is, it is it a fax machine too? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. What's they a were, fax? They were very impressed oh, yeah, by that. Yeah. Well, anyway, we have a show to do. So, uh, so those are the kids yeah. that you got the that you, you wouldn't have to buy them Christmas presents. Just give them the box. Yeah, that it comes in. Yeah, here's exactly. a spaceship. Yeah, I used to, you know, when the kids were really little. Um, and we get all these giant toys for them and yeah, stuff, and, and then they'd find like a pair of socks, right, and they're right. like, "Oh, socks!" <laughs> well, or the little yeah. t- the twist tie <laughs> yeah. of the, the package. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. No, no. That's all right. Well, let's do our show. It's called Minutia Men. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men. Men with Rick and Dave. So they didn't like the Jameson or yeah, the... Because no. uh, uh, it says brother on it. See, the, the they, printer says brother, and they were brothers. Oh, like Oh, go. look, brother. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how pretty they? impressive. 24, 26, yeah. right? <laughs> 36 and 80. No. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is uh, that was my weekend. Uh, well... And by the way, Hot. Very uh, hot. Well, well, it was very windy yesterday yes. too, wasn't it? What did you guys have? Did you have? Did you have the cookout here? Yeah, burgers and uh, worst and worst. Yeah, what kind? Uh, all three different kinds. Okay. I had chorizo. Okay, I had. Is this uh, stuff that you had made? No, no. Yeah, okay, no. This is all store bought. Where, where, where does someone in Mount Prospect on the northwest suburbs of Chicago? Where do you go to get the best worst? The sausage. I, I'd tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Yeah, it's totally. Top Are they anti-Semitic still? The no, no. Sausage butcher is still no, anti-Semitic. No, no, no. I just don't want people knowing. Really? Uh, yeah. So my... you want them to go out of business? Then so. No, I'm keeping them in business. Oh, really? Yeah. How does your gout doctor think about the yeah, the, well, the sausage? Shouldn't we do our show? Well, as yeah. you know, Rick, we're getting to point in our lives where we're basically becoming unemployable. Oh yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. When the first number in your age is, is a six, six, right? Yeah, uh, and we're kind of grumpy, and yeah. we kind of have the attitude that we're always right. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know we because, got that one. <laughs> well, because yeah, not a good recipe yeah. for for being a good employee. But I think I have found a career that you and I, even at our age, would excel at. Okay, okay. And this story comes out of California. A restaurant must pay workers after hiring a fake priest to extract <laughs> confessions from employees. We could we could be <laughs> totally. the, best, the best fake priests ever. Totally. A, a restaurant in California has been ordered to pay $140,000 to employees um, after it hired a priest to extract workers' confessions in what federal <laughs> investigators are calling the most shameless acts of corruption an employer has ever taken against its staff. Or Ooh. genius. <laughs> or George or genius. <laughs> the U.S. Department of Labor said an employee testified that the owner, Shay, not, is it C-H-A, is it Che? How do you, is, what's I, don't the I don't know. Uh, Garibaldi, who operates two locations of the Taqueria Garibaldi in Northern California, hired a fake priest made all of his employees go to confession. I assume, I don't know if they were Jews, I whatever, just go into this room. I don't know I don't know if they set the yeah, thing up it or whatever. It's been seven days since my last confession. All right, what about hamburger products? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're missing three envelopes. Did you take it? So they, they bring him into this thing and they were asking, you know, have you been late for work? Have you stolen money? You know, and they would, and the priest would say things like, you know, we have connections with the immigration. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is really bad. Wow. Uh, so the ca- the Catholic Diocese of Sacramento confirmed that it was just complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, the the fake priest, Sheldon Glickstein. <laughs> don't, we don't know what the name Mohammed. is. <laughs> right, right. So Jeribaldi, yeah. like I said. So I think we could be great fake priests. Yeah. Don't you? Um, yeah. You know. Uh, I've always wanted to wear the collar. Yeah. It's a good look. So let me have you bought shirts lately since you uh, became fat? Yeah. Yeah. So I still like buy shirts thinking I'm a fifteen inch neck. Yeah. I am not a fifteen inch neck. No. And I will not cop to it. I'm still gonna buy the damn yeah. shirts. Yeah. Um so uh I found a couple of great priest jokes if you want to hear. Oh, fantastic. Wait, <laughs> let me duck for cover. Okay. All right, a boy goes to confession and tells the priest Father, I'm afraid I've been with a loose girl. Hmm, okay, son. What was the girl's name? Oh, I can't say. Was it Mary Jane? No, father. Adelina Mazzarelli? No. <laughs> My oldest, lips are sealed. This is the oldest joke ever. How about Cindy King? I could never say. Oh, come on, boy. I'll find out soon enough. It was Tina King, wasn't it? No. It has to be Tracy Cummings, though. <laughs> father, I will never tell you. Okay, fine. But for your sin, you can't, have, you can't be an altar boy for four months. Okay, father. The boy leaves and his friend asks, so what'd you get? The boy responds, five good leads and a four-month vacation. That's <laughs> the oldest joke ever. <laughs> I got another one. An elderly man goes into confession and says to the priest, father, uh-huh. I'm 80 years old, married. I have four kids, 11 healthy grandchildren. And last night I had an affair with two 18-year-old girls. I made love with both of them each twice. Uh-huh. The priest said, well, my son, when was the last time you were in confession? Never, Father. I'm Jewish. So then why are you telling me? I'm telling everybody. There you go. Okay. Couple well, of, I don't think we're, I don't, those were not lightning bolt worthy ones, right? No, no. Uh, those are fine. Um, I have a story for you. Um, you know, I'm kind of a obituary slash eulogy expert. Well, is this yeah. part of your... The, the services that you provide when you do the eulogies? Can you, are you, you can write obituaries, too. Well, I can write. 
and I write eulogies. Dude, this is a one stop shop. I could shop. make a fortune. Are your services yeah. a la carte? Uh, they could be. They could be. But anyway, I, I, I don't think I'll ever top this one that I just found. It's gone viral from Somerset, Kentucky. It's the obituary of a man named James Loveless, who was 60 years old, our, our age, Dave. Don't like he, now, he smoked nine packs a day, right? Probably. Yeah. Why has it gone viral? Well, it appears that his own family hated him. And and I think you'll get the gist of it while you hear this. Uh, <laughs> while you hear this. Born and raised in Kentucky in 1963, a state that has recently been leaning toward more liberal values, we might add, Jamie, a divorcee, father, grandfather, and proud owner of a few lots in the trailer park, <laughs> had had enough and up and died on us on June 14th in order to avoid another presidential stolen election <laughs> mishap in the near future. Yeah. As a gluttonous eater of fried foods and snack cakes, as well as the occasional chili cheese dog, James tried in vain to give up the ghost by clogging his arteries and having a stroke in 2015. His twin boys, Rocky and Rodney, had other plans and made him go to the hospital. While waiting in the ER at the hospital, he was heard saying, let's make a break for it, only to be heard by one of the hospital staff and forced to go through the procedure. And he had to go through it anyway. Here's my favorite part. On many occasions in life, James was seen in this backyard at the trailer park during the early hours of the morning, hammering beers, <laughs> standing over country-style ribs and yelling, yelling, it's got a head like a cat on it, <laughs> while nearby neighbors would peek out their windows, bearing looks of disgust and amazement as his party guests were slurring remarks <laughs> about needing to speed up his cooking style. <laughs> Excuse You're me. You're right there? Yeah. We've been here since 5 o'clock, they would say. I got work in the morning. We don't know if uh, he was married, but he definitely was a ladies' man. There was Kathy, Mary Lou, Tammy, Deborah, Carrie, Tina. It's the bones, he told us. He proudly pointed to his skinny, pasty white legs. Women love a good shin. We think he might have some females waiting for him on the other side. Uh, Jamie loved his family more than anything else in the world. Oh. Except ice cold bush, room temperature bush, T bones, New York strip, prime uh, rib, shrimp, swimming, poker, hatchback Mustang GTs, tank tops, Kentucky men's basketball, and his personal copy of Eddie Murphy's Raw. <laughs> he leaves behind his second favorite son, Rocky, who I'm guessing wrote this. <laughs> his favorite son, Rodney, a younger brother, Joey, and unofficial daughter, Melissa. Of the trailer park, as well as a pair of old boxers, which have Buttweiser, the king of rears, printed on the design. Uh, he will be moderately missed. You know, there's no doubt he was a listener of our podcast. Big I fan. Think, so Big we, fan of we're ours. Gonna have a, yeah. <laughs> well, rest in peace. Rest in peace. What was the name, Rodney? James Loveless. John James Loveless. Rodney was the kid. Yeah. Uh, hey, we got a review. All right. Do yourself a favor and listen to the show on your commute. Tip, uh, timely, topical, and terrific. The three T's. Oh. By, uh, this is Woody Molly via Apple Podcasts. Okay. If you like Minutia Mensch, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I can personally recommend two. Mm -hmm. There's one called Minutia Mint Celebrity Interview. Mm -hmm. I hear those guys are great. That's, that's a great show. Also, there's one called Free, Free Kicks. Kicks. I finished the last season of Ted Lasso. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was a nice, nice ending. It's a soul cleanser, it isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a nice ending. Anyway, check out the Radio Misfits Podcast Network or go to opishows.com to find out uh, for 
what else is out there. Mm. And it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the archives and we play uh, some classic interviews that we've done, among other things. And this week is Mike Tyson's birthday, Dave. He's got to be our age, right? He's around our age. Um, and he uh, was mentioned once on the show, actually mentioned a couple of times, but most memorably in an interview we did with Dan Frischman. <laughs> you remember Dan? Sure. He played Arvin. He played from, Arvid on the uh, uh, on the show Head of the Class. Head of the class okay. And he had some funny stories for us. But if you remember... Uh, one of the characters on that show was played by Robin Givens, who at one time was Mike Tyson's wife. Yes, and he told us that story. So that's the other one I was going to ask you about, because Robin Givens um, right. was one of the stars of the show. And it right, wasn't yes. during the show that she married Mike Tyson while she was on yes, the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, th- that, was, that brought us... Uh, Quite a bit of uh, free publicity. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, no one had any any problem with that. And uh, Mike came to visit the set quite often. And, and he tipped over the buffet, him. right? <laughs> <laughs> he got mad at Robin. Uh, no, not really. Uh, he and Howard uh, got into a fist yeah, fight. Right. Come on, <laughs> give us something. Good <laughs> God, <laughs> man. Okay, this is something. Uh, I remember when, he, when I first met him, uh, every, you know, he came on the set and everybody was like really impressed. Uh, and he shook my hand, like his, like my hand, like disappeared into his hand <laughs> yeah. and, and this big barrel of a guy says, how you doing, Ovid? It's really nice to meet you. <laughs> like, I think you're very funny. And which <laughs> was great. And then, you know, I, I didn't have much to say to him cause he'd hang out a lot, but we, you know, we'd, we'd say hello. And there was one episode where my character was having a, relationship or a relationship problem and he actually came up to me and he said Arvid can I talk he was called me Arvid which by the way was fine with me because yeah. I had no choice yeah. right right <laughs> you mean you didn't uh, po- you didn't poke your finger in his chest and go Listen, pal. <laughs> it's D-A-N what can't you I am Dan Frischman <laughs> and that's you know Mr. Dan yeah. so, <laughs> to you uh, <laughs> so by uh, he, he we went over to the uh, the craft service table and he goes, he says, Ovid, I want to talk to you because me and Robin, we argue a lot and we argue all the time and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> and I realized that the heavyweight boxing champion of the world is asking me for a relationship. In fact, he's not even asking me. He has, he's asking Arvid. You know, <laughs> the character never even copped a feel, you know, and yeah, so he's yeah. like. A character uh, so who's I, fourteen I, years old. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. Right. Oh my god. That is and the funniest so I, story I've ever heard. Well, so well, I didn't know what to say to him really, because uh, I really wanted to be serious. Because he was like, you know, right yeah, there. Sure. And uh, I said, you know, I think it's, I think it's good to argue. I think uh, it gets everything out in the open. And uh, so, obviously, I'm responsible for everything that happened after that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So so you're <laughs> so the ear taking the blame. So you're the you're the responsible. You're the I'm, for the, I'm the responsible the, the, the ear biting. Boy, you right, just right, there's right. just a debris in your in your <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, you're, you're like Germany in the forties. You are just a wake of terror. There he is. He was a good guy, Dan Frischman. Yeah, and he's working on a book supposedly. So yeah. we, you know, maybe we'll we'll hook up again sometime in the future. 
Uh, you know, we have another uh, feature that we only run occasionally, and that's when it uh, kind of intersects with what we have going on in the show. Can you guess what I'm going to do here, Dave? Do the email thing. Uh, yes. Can you guess why we are not doing it immediately? Because you, again, every time we do a show, you forget that the process of doing no, the show. I'm, I'm trying to talk and look for it at the same right, time. I, I it's get not that. as easy. Well, you it's should not like doing look. the process. It's not like you can do it in a bit. Let me, you know what, sit down. <laughs> All right, let me just tell you how this works. <laughs> okay, take it easy, Mike Tyson. Man. All right, here's the Nemo. Time now for Rick and Dave to open up that e-bag of email. All right, and I, and I, I want to say that I'm opening up a bag of email that is going to rip me. Okay, good. All well, right, then, so you're going to like it, despite yeah. how long it took me to get that jingle on. All right, here it is. It's from Andy. Thought I would warn you that you're about to get dozens and dozens of emails, and he's not wrong. <laughs> well, what do we do? Telling you that Peter Mayhew did not play Darth Vader. Oh, oh, he was Chewbacca. Oh, shit. Really? And that, you remember we last week we right. read an email from a listener who met Peter Mayhew. Right, right. And I said he it was, was Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Right, right, right. It didn't say that in the email. You just. I put that in there because I was explaining it to you because I thought you wouldn't know who Peter Mayhew was. I gotcha. And in so doing. You goofed. I goofed. Okay. I fucked up. Okay. Um, but here's the funny part. At the end, he says, anyway, love the show, blah, blah, blah. So much so that when you started the story about Lorena Bobbitt cutting off her husband's dong, I knew it would end with Mike Royko telling you it was genius. <laughs> so and the week before that was somebody else saying that I'm telling the same story yeah. all the time. So, so yeah. That's what do I your like. own podcast. What, what's this dude's name? It was Andy, Andy. right? Yeah, thanks, Andy, Andy, do your own podcast. <laughs> I, Every uh, week we come in here. It's hard to come up with new content. You have no idea the pressure we're under. The jingles, what filed the press the whole day. But thank you, Andy, for the email. I appreciate it. Hey, I got a story, and this is from our uh, genetics desk. Did you know we had a genetics desk? I did not. Um, headline, my jailed fiance mailed me his sperm in a sandwich bag <laughs> to get me pregnant. Do we need any more than that? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Virginia woman says she tried to conceive a baby with her incarcerated fiance after he sent his sperm in a plastic sandwich baggie from behind bars. The TikToker named Nisha revealed the shocking uh, male tail in a viral video which is clocked up to more five million views and probably about 10 million eye rolls i yeah. think too uh -huh. so nisha's uh, felon fiance twino or is it twino i don't know <laughs> yeah. is locked up for unidentified offenses yeah. is, and is set to be released within a year but they wanted to have a baby before yeah. he got who out can right who can wait that I, long? I want the baby when i come out <laughs> not a year <laughs> later he's got the time yeah so what they did is, and she did this on her TikTok or her social media, she did a play-by-play -play of what happened. So he ends up sending her sperm in a bag. Uh -huh. She tries to impregnate herself with it. She didn't show that. A baster? I, like a turkey baster? I guess. I yeah. don't know. And then she actually received a positive pregnancy test. Oh. And then it turned out that it was false positive. Oh. So it was a roller coaster. It was... Um, oh, the poor woman. Uh, but I got a question here. Yeah. What kind of baggie did they use? Was it the, I mean, you've seen, there's a lot of different types of sandwich bags. Sure. You got the cheap 
ones from dollar store that just has that one flap that yeah. opens up right yeah or is it the really nice plastic the one with zip the zipper ones, ones? Yeah. right i don't know Which and how was? much was it i mean a was quart it, a gallon i don't yeah. know what what it was like like when they when like when you were getting yeah. tested okay that's right. my story though okay right. well you are just like our listeners that are going to know that i'm going to tell a story that i've told before here, here comes dave sperm <laughs> so the, this story reminds me of a story of my own supply chain it's greatest semen. it's the greatest it's semen sperm story about 20 years ago yeah. so i have told the story but it wasn't it's, within the last well you've told me the story oh, i haven't told yeah. it on the air I, you probably have but go ahead <laughs> okay. it's a good one so when michelle and i we yeah. were trying to have kids right i don't know why but we were yeah and, and we had some issues when we you know the so during the process from time to time i was called on to gallantly supply specimen right to the yeah. you know to, so they can look at it analyze and research it yes. analyze, right, analyzes the yes. words um now when i went to the fertility clinic yeah and what was, kind of baggie were you using well now hold on it's coming okay, uh so when i went to the fertility clinic uh-huh. to distribute my people yeah um it was really nice yeah i mean they had a nice little room set up sure you know they had magazines a nice, a nice, now i had the hmo and not the ppo so i okay. had the crappy magazines yeah, you had like i had the jugs night, <laughs> no i had the ones from like 1950s that are in black oh, and white okay, and yeah. they're not really even yeah they're all nudist photos playing volleyball yeah right yeah. I, <laughs> but if i had the ppo i would have gotten i would have had the better ones so yeah. that was fine okay uh-huh. but there was one instance that they told me to go to the hospital to give the sperm sample right i do not remember if it was a time crunch thing yeah and i didn't want to deal with the traffic right. going all the like way to highland park emergency of <laughs> right, some kind right. so so i go to the desk and i go you know hi i'm dave stern i'm here to give you a sperm sample. just like what's your name she, yeah. and she so she knew she go oh sperm sample okay yeah. and she gives me a plastic jar uh-huh right and she goes go there and she points to a bathroom yeah and i was thinking i'm like all right so i go walk into the bathroom and it's just a bathroom, bathroom. Yeah. it's not like any there's no couches there's right. no mood music yeah there's nothing so i'm like yeah. literally i'm like what do i do well i well, you know what you're supposed well, to I do i had to do it yeah so like four hours later i come yeah. out yeah or, like 30 and, seconds later uh no that usually it's 30 seconds this one i yeah, really had time. to get it in the mood yeah so after i was done she told me there's you're gonna see like a little cubby hole in there <laughs> to put your specimen uh-huh. in. so i open up the little drawer and there's like three or four other jars there uh, like with urine samples and perhaps other sperm uh, samples yeah, whatever why? i'm like so i like apologized to my little guys and said i'm sorry yeah and put it in next to the so that was my sperm story well, never I, did I, it in a bag never did it in a bag okay well but, you know i appreciate that because that when you gave me a little variation there were some variations on the on the story uh well yeah. i don't know if you noticed this is when i yeah. tell the story mm-hmm. i start embellishing them a little bit you okay know? so it's a shell i mean this the shell of what it once was. Right. Well, okay. Much better, but yeah. All right. Well, I have a story for you. This this is kind of a biblical story, Dave. Oh. Um, I know that people are saying that we're approaching the apocalypse because of you know what's going on in the news, sure. and there's all these terrible things happening in the Middle East mm-hmm. and in Russia and Ukraine and whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you read the Bible, they're pretty specific about what you should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a story that kind of fits the bill a little bit, and it's happening out in uh, in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I'll read you the headline. Blood red crickets invade Nevada town. Residents fight back with brooms, leaf blowers, and snow plows. 
All right, now this is so. This is locusty. Is this? The, it's very locusty. Okay. Dana Dolan was driving through her small Nevada hometown when she thought she had come upon a gory crash. The ground surrounding her stretch of Interstate 80 looked as if it was covered in blood. Mm. As the red color shifted and moved, however, she realized instead it was an infiltration of crickets red covering the highway, Whoa. moving like uh, a like a swarm. Yes. Like a, it was like a biblical plague, she said. Um, the big red bugs leave behind a stench so horrible, akin to burning flesh, that it forces the residents to plug their noses while driving. And then the critters stick to tires at the bottom and the bottom of shoes. The carcasses are everywhere. And when they move, this is the thing that really creeped me out. When they move, it sounds like rain. Oh, oh, yeah. Just to, you know, just yeah. imagine that. This is like the makings of a yeah, William Shatner like the, film. The birds. Yes, Remember the birds. Exactly. Uh, the red creatures blanket the highway. They scuttle over barriers, seeking food. And the reason why they go on on highways is because they're going there to eat their dead relatives that are there that are already been crushed. Oh, because really? they are cannibals too. They're cannibalistic red crickets killing each other. And then eating the bodies. And then they eat the bodies. And you know what they're called? And I'm not making this up, and I don't know why they're called this. Uh, They're called Mormon crickets. Because they got more than one. Well, I don't know why, but seriously, that's what they're called. Anyway, residents and workers have tried to use brooms, leaf blowers, pressure washers, snow plows to get rid of them, and they just keep coming back. Really? Uh, state they've of, never had anything like this before. No. no. Uh, state officials said that uh, uh, they're not actually crickets. They're, they're shield back katydids. They're flightless, but they travel together in bands that range in size. Are you ready for this? Mm. From five acres. Five acres. Of cr- oh, my holy crap. To hundreds of acres. Wow. Of red. This is creepy. This creepy is creepy. Yeah. Crickets. So, next week well, we'll do the story about the frogs well, falling next from the week skies. We'll have a parody song. <laughs> Rick will do a parody. Ooh, Come ooh. on, what would be the cricket? Uh, well, let's see. I've done some bug song. I did the Asian tree beetle song. Uh, okay, so um, I did a song about cicadas. C I C A D A cicada. So yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, it's time for another feature in the show. Do you remember what this one is called? That's called Celebrity Popper. It is. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Popery with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we share uh, emails from our listeners uh, that send them in that with brushes with greatness. How yeah. many emails did we get from your screw up? About 10. We got about 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, don't mess with the Star Wars <laughs> nope. fans. Nope. Do not mess with... And you know, one of them was my brother. Told <laughs> When I told him about it, he's like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah don't mess with Star Wars people. Yeah. All right. About two years ago... This is an email from Stan. About two years ago, we lost my dad after mm-hmm. a struggle with cancer. The last two weeks of his life, he was in a hospice at home in Miami, and that's where he died. As the oldest son, I had to make the arrangements. I called the funeral home closest to Dad's house, and they told me they would come to pick up the house. They come to the house and pick up the body. Two men came about an hour later, and one of them looked really familiar to me. He was black, tall, and strong, probably in his sixties. 
My brother noticed him too, and unlike me, he doesn't have a filter. He just blurted it out. You look familiar, he said. This is going to sound crazy, but are you who I think you are? The guy from the funeral home responded with, who do you think I am? He said, you're Andre Dawson. And guess what? It was. He does. Uh, Andre Dawson owns the funeral home nearest my dad's old house. The funeral home isn't named after him. Andre doesn't work in the office consoling the families. He volunteers to be the guy who comes to your house and pick up the bodies. Wow. Wow. I figured you Cub fans would appreciate that yeah. story. Oh. So that's what Andre Dawson is doing right now. Hey, that's hey, good it, for him. Yeah, I got no problem with no, it. Good for him. All right, so not a funny story, but, no, you know, we like all minutia. of these stories. Minutia. So send them. You can send them to uh, podcast at gmail.com. Um, that's where Andy sent his email earlier. Mm-hmm. You can also amishrick at yahoo.com, rick at eckhartspress.com. Mm-hmm. That's where most of you send these things to to me, so please keep sending them. You know, Rick, we got another show. We do. Yeah, it's called uh, Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. Yeah, that's right. And we've got, running now, we've got a great interview with Alex Cap. Yes. Do you remember who Alex Cap was? You may not know her name, right. but she was a uh, great, great character on Seinfeld. She played George's girlfriend for one episode, and she was great. She was the one that would not break would, up with Would him. not break yeah. up with she, um, she, She's been in... She was in Friends. She was in she Friends. Was in the, uh, she did the Louise... Uh, Julia Louis, Louis Dreyfus show, show the Christine, the, the, the old Christine, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and but she may be the most. I mean, her career is great, but we talked a little bit about her role in a very sordid crime, true crime very story, famous true murder. crime story yeah. um, that happened in the eighties, right? And she um, cover of People magazine, yep. the whole deal. Uh, so it's a really interesting interview. Yeah, check it out. And we got coming up shortly. Can I give you even a bigger tease? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Mitch Weissman on, and he played Paul McCartney in the original Be- uh, Beatlemania on Broadway. Yes, I'm looking and forward to that one. That's going to be a fun interview. Yeah, so now we're we're going to be uh, taking a little bit of time off here mm-hmm. from uh, Minutia Men because I have to finish up a book project mm-hmm. that I'm working on. That he had three years to work on. Yeah, it's not yeah. true. But I have been working on it pretty diligently. Uh, How many books have you written? I'm in the process of writing one. Yeah, right all right. Now. How many have you written? This will be my third. Okay. I've written eight. Okay. So, yeah, let's say I know a little bit about how to do this. Anyway, I need some time. You'd think you'd be quicker at it. Uh, Dave is going to be... Doing everyone that listens to this podcast a giant favor, he is going to go through the Minutia Men archives, mm-hmm. and instead of just abandoning you for a couple of weeks, which would not be cool, we are going to go back and find what Dave is going to call our greatest hits ever. Okay. Right. His favorite episodes of Minutia Men ever, and there are over 300 to choose mm-hmm. from, Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm diligently doing that right And now. so... Right. Whatever ones that come up next week, that is Dave's choice. He's picked it. So I'm I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of Dave features <laughs> right, in, right. These, in these stories. Right. So, but, yeah, it's like if you're doing a Paul McCartney, uh, John Lennon, mostly Paul songs are going to yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. mostly the Paul songs. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it should be fun. And um, looking forward we'll to find out what Dave has for, yeah, uh, in, in don't know what that's going to be but we'll be he'll be working with our executive producer Tony mm-hmm. Lasano with opishows.com who we should thank uh, opi is hippo backwards opi shows.com 
these shows will continue to be distributed by Ed Silla mm-hmm. of Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back soon with a brand new episode of Minutia. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?